Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. It is December. I just still can't really wrap my head around that. It is so crazy to me that we are already headed into the final month of the year. Um, And of course, you know, with the holidays coming up, I chose this topic because it can be so easy to get caught up in the busyness of the season and kind of forget to have fun and to enjoy it and to take pleasure from it. So fun is defined as enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. So I'd like you to consider how much do you experience enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure each day. If you're like most women, I bet it's not much, especially for the woman over 40. There seems to be a real fun shortage, so to speak. And it's easy to see why, right? Between jobs and kids and errands and all of our other responsibilities, there is always just so much to do. Fun and pleasure are simply not a priority for most women. And that is not only unfortunate, but I believe it's really undermining our health and the results that we get in every area of our life. And I know this from personal experience. So if you've listened to the podcast, um, you might know that I was divorced back in 2017. And following my divorce, I had a, a really rough couple of years. And then, of course, the pandemic hit in 2020. So by 2021, when we started kind of coming out of all that, I think I was in an all-time low in the fun department. I'm not saying that I didn't have moments of fun and pleasure and enjoyment, but my natural sort of default setting was effort and work. I just felt like I was kind of grinding it out in just about every area of my life. And it felt like an uphill climb most of the time. And I reached a point, I'll never forget, it was May of 2021. And I just said, that is it. You know, I can't operate like this. I can't, you know, continue to feel this way indefinitely. I knew I needed to do something different because what I was doing clearly was not working for me. And I was chatting, I was chatting with my mom one day and I don't know how it came up, but we started laughing about this episode of Seinfeld. Remember that old show Seinfeld? Well, there's this character, George Costanza, who's, you know, kind of always behind the eight ball, always struggling. Things kind of don't go his way. And he decides that since all of his decisions, you know, seem to be bad ones, they don't seem to get him what he wants, that he's going to do the opposite of everything that he would naturally be inclined to do. So, you know, if he was going to uh, choose one thing off the menu, he is going to choose, you know, something very different. And and he, the whole episode is about him 
you know, living in this opposite way. <laughs> and of course, you know, by the end of the episode, he's like riding high, everything's going his way and working out. It's a very funny episode. And while I did not feel, <laughs> thankfully, that I needed to do the exact opposite of everything I was inclined to do, it did get me thinking about, you know, what it would be like to make fun and pleasure my top priority, as opposed to all of the work and the grind and the stuff that, you know, I, I was sort of used to habitually doing. So, so I did that. I decided that, you know, that summer I was just going to live my life like that old game, hot and cold. Do you remember that game that you played when you were a kid or I don't know, maybe you didn't, but we used to play this game where somebody would hide something and the object of the game was that you had to try to find it and you, you, you were blindfolded. So as you moved, um, actually maybe you weren't blindfolded. I don't remember, but as you moved closer to it, they would say like, Oh, you're hot. You're getting hotter. You're on fire. And as you were moving away from it, they would say, Oh no, 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 you're cold. You're cold. And, and so you would kind of adjust, um, things accordingly and hopefully find the object. Um, and so I made a conscious effort to check in with myself a lot and simply move towards the things that felt good and to move away from the things that made me feel bad. It became a way that I could begin to kind of edit my life and just lean more and more towards joy. And this may not seem like a big deal. You know, it may sound kind of silly, but it was a real shift for me at that time. So here's what happened that summer. For one thing, I started a vegetable garden. It was a small garden, but that's, that was a sort of a summer project. I took golf lessons with some friends of mine. I stopped socializing with certain people. I did a lot of yoga. I stopped blogging. Um, up until that point, I had a healthy lifestyle blog but it had been feeling a bit stale to me. So at that point, I decided to give that up. I tried at least one new recipe every week. I decluttered my home and got rid of a lot of things. I mean, this was like a major clean out. And I took a break from dating. Now, if you're a woman over 40 who's done online dating, you know that dating can be exhausting and at times, frustrating. Um, I, I feel like dating has taught me so much that it is definitely a topic for another episode. Um, however, you know, that summer I decided I needed a break. So I just kind of pulled myself offline and, and stopped dating. And little by little, that summer, I found my joy again. And by the end of that summer, my life had really begun to change in some huge, significant ways. So I'll tell you how I kind of ended the summer. Golf clearly was not my thing. <laughs> it was not for me, not something I was good at, not something I enjoyed. But gardening became a huge passion of mine. And in fact, my garden has gotten bigger and bigger each year, and I just love it so much. I moved from blogging to kind of shifting, starting, you know, 
my business, what it is today, uh, podcasting. And it was such a great move for me because I love recording these episodes for you each week. I truly love it. And the podcast was so well received and has grown so much so quickly. Um, and I'm just reaching more and more women every week, which is amazing. My social circle changed that summer, and I can honestly say I now have a truly amazing circle of women who support and inspire me and bring so much love and fun into my life. I really made my home my own, and that's hugely important after a divorce. And, and to be honest, it's something I hadn't really done up to that point, and it's, it's become a real sanctuary for me. And perhaps the most wonderful change of all that occurred that summer was that I met the sweetest, most wonderful, kind, loving man who is just my love. And our relationship has been such a beautiful gift in my life. Um, and yes, the funny part of that story is that we met while I was on a break from dating. So go figure. Um, and as I said, my dating journey is a story for another episode. <laughs> so all of this is to say that I believe that fun and pleasure are key ingredients for wellness, for relationships, for parenting, just for a, a well-lived life. But if you don't believe me, there are some really interesting studies and statistics to back this idea up. So there was a study reported in the Journal of Happiness back in 2019 that indicated that there's a big dip in happiness levels during midlife. And this contributes to that, you know, quote unquote, midlife crisis. And furthermore, they attribute that dip in happiness to a decline in fun and a lack of fulfillment. There was another study from Harvard Medical School in 2017, which suggested that experiencing fun and joy and pleasure leads to a longer life and improved health because they have connected it not only to stress reduction, but to enhanced immune function. And they've connected the absence of fun and joy to both mental health issues and physical health issues. And then, of course, more recently, there was that documentary, The Blue Zones. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I highly recommend it if you haven't. It was absolutely fascinating. And um, so, so if you are not aware of it, they study, uh, this, this scientist studied the cultures across the globe that have the longest lifespans and, you know, really lived in these cultures for a period of time and kind of observed their lifestyle. And every single one of those cultures prioritized fun and community. So there were, you know, plenty of scenes where people were dancing and they were participating in community activities and there were a lot of social gatherings and fun was just a real part of every one of these cultures' lifestyles. So in this episode, I'm going to just share a few very practical strategies to help you bring more fun into your life and ignite your joy. And the first one, which probably won't surprise you, is to find and pursue passions. You know, think about your interests and hobbies. Maybe you have had in the past some things you were really passionate about that you 
pushed aside, you know, because life got busy and you just didn't have the time for it. So maybe, you know, make some time to bring those things back into your life. Uh, maybe if you don't know what your passions are, this is a great time to explore different things and see what lights you up. You know, I had a, a little tiny bit of an interest in gardening and golf. I had no idea until I tried both of those things that, you know, A, gardening would light me up the way it did, or that golf was, you know, just not as much fun as I imagined it to be. I had to spend some time doing those things in order to see that. So, you know, I encourage you to just, even if there's just a little glimmer of an interest, take some time and start doing those things. Which brings me to, you know, my next point, time management. You really have to make space for fun and play in your life. You know, I learned this the hard way. <laughs> um, it's not going to happen on its own. I know that seems counterintuitive because it feels as if fun should be somewhat spontaneous, but life is not the way it was when we were young and fun just kind of found us. We need to actively pursue fun and pleasure, especially if we've been kind of disconnected from that part of ourselves for a while. We need to make room for it in our life. And that may mean actually looking at your calendar and scheduling it in each week. You know, think of it as a date that you're making with yourself every week. And then you're going to fill that time with something that you consider to be fun, whatever that may be. Um, I promise you, it sounds very simple and it is, but it will change your life because it will change how you think about yourself and your week. And in order to do this, we have to get really good at saying no. You know, that's the editing piece that I spoke of earlier when I was sharing my own experience. In order to make fun and in order to make space for fun and pleasure, some things and, and maybe even some people may have to be let go of and boundaries will need to be put into place. Living without strong boundaries you know, as I saw from my own experience, will make it nearly impossible to experience true fun and play because nobody around you is interested in that for you. How much fun you're having is just not a priority for them. You are the one who gives that gift to yourself. And if you don't, it simply won't happen. It's just that simple. Number two is look at your social circle too. Are you spending time with people who are positive and inspiring and having fun in their own lives? Or are they chronic complainers or people who love to play the victim or, you know, those people who are just full of doom and gloom? We are very much affected by the energy we surround ourselves with. So if you want more fun and joy, surround yourself with people who bring you joy and who are also actively pursuing fun. Number three is plan little adventures. And you can do this even if you're on a budget. This does not have to be anything elaborate. Plan little trips or little adventures. It's so important for us to explore new places and have new experiences. Otherwise, we get caught in what I call that groundhog's day, you know, where one day just runs into the next and we feel like we're doing the same things and nothing ever changes. Part of why this is so important and so healthy is that it forces us 
to step out of our comfort zone. And even though that might be uncomfortable at times, it can also be a lot of fun. You know, when, when we travel, we step out of our life and our routines and, and really our identity for a little while. And we create a new one, even if it's only for a short time. You know, it's almost as if we're trying on another way of being, and that can be super fun. Number four is undertake a passion project. I love this one. I love a passion project, and I think it's one of the best ways to wake up your creativity and your imagination and your inspiration. And it just seems to like, I don't know, help you get your mojo back. <laughs> a passion project is a project that you undertake for no other reason than the fun of it. It may or may not be something that generates income, but that is not the point of it. The point is simply to take something that you're passionate about and run with it. So I'm going to give you an example. A friend of mine who is a very busy mother of five, yes, you heard that right, she's got five kids, and she could give Martha Stewart a run for her money. She is the most wonderful homemaker and She's great at entertaining. She's, she's got so many, um, so much creativity. She found herself in that familiar place of, you know, kids getting older, going off to college, and, and she just had more time on her hands. She became aware of a little plot of land in our community that was not being used. So she approached the town and she managed to turn this little unused space into the most beautiful, fabulous, vibrant community garden. I, I'm actually going to share a link in the show notes because if you are a Long Islander, you must come and check out this gorgeous space. She hosts all kinds of events there, yoga classes, gardening workshops. It's just such a wonderful space and such a beautiful addition to our community. And that's the power of a passion project. My healthy lifestyle blog years ago began as a passion project. You know, it was just a way for me to share healthy recipes and then it kind of blossomed from there into a healthy lifestyle blog. So I would share about other topics beyond food and, you know, who knew that it would develop into a thriving business and a podcast. You know, when I began, I had no idea that that was the direction it would go. I was simply doing something that I loved and it grew from there. And to be honest, I grew with it. And again, that's the power of a passion project. I highly recommend them because not only will they bring you so much fun and joy, but they really do grow you and transform you in ways that you could never have imagined. Number five is I, I'm going to encourage you to consider your definition of success. As you know, so much of what I teach is mindset. And so much of fun is mindset. You know, when we think of success as synonymous with working hard and making money and, you know, the daily grind, well then, of course, fun doesn't really fit into that very well. But if we shift that definition, if we begin to define success more as health and peace and fulfillment, then 
fun and pleasure are integral parts of success. So just that little reframe, you know, makes, makes fun a little more of a priority. So I encourage you to define success on your own terms, rather than simply thinking in terms of income and wealth and reputation. I also encourage you to stop comparing yourself to other people. This really is a solo journey. Everyone's definition of success is different and everyone's definition of fun is different. The more you stay in your own lane, the more you can be true to yourself and the farther it will get you. And then finally, consider how you think about yourself. This was a really big one for me because when life felt very serious and very hard and I felt overwhelmed, I would sometimes see other people having fun and laughing, whether it's, you know, whether it was on social media or in real life. And I used to think maybe it's me, you know, like maybe I'm not, I'm just not a fun person which of course is ridiculous. If that's the message we're sending ourselves, then certainly it's not helping us to inject more fun into our life, right? We are all capable of fun. And the evidence of that is the fact that we've all experienced plenty of fun. You know, it's not outside of us, it's within us. The same way that anger is within us and peace is within us and love is within us. And, you know, things around us can sometimes call those things out. But, but the truth is we have the ability to call up any of those things if and when we want to by thinking certain thoughts. It's really our thoughts that create all of those experiences for us, not other people and not our circumstances. And if we want more fun and joy and pleasure in our lives, we simply need to think in a way that creates more of those things. And we need to start making fun a real priority. So before I let you go, I do want to give you a heads up about a free workshop that I'll be running in a few weeks right after the new year. It's called Uplevel Midlife, Design Your Next Decade. And that's exactly what we'll be doing. It's a three-part workshop. You're going to be assessing the seven key areas of your life. You'll create a vision of your next decade. In other words, you'll kind of set the GPS and then we're going to set some goals, map out a path. Um, it's an amazing way to start the new year. I am going to be sharing a lot more about this in the coming weeks, but I wanted to give you, my podcast listeners, kind of a heads up. And for those of you who are like, yes, I'm in, sign me up. You can go to welligantwoman.com forward slash up level, or you can click on the link in the show notes. I'll be sure to put a link below this episode. Now go and have a wonderful, elegant, and fun week. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.